Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're beginning a new series today. It's called The Eight Basic Events of the End Times. The book of Revelation in chapter 22, verse 5 in the Amplified Version says, And there shall be no more night. They have no need for lamplight or sunlight, for the Lord God will illuminate them and be their light, and they shall reign as kings forever and ever through the eternities of the eternities. That's a scripture describing heaven. No more night, no need for lamplight or sunlight, For the Lord God will illuminate us, and he will be the light. And we shall reign as kings forever and ever through the, and I like this term, eternity of eternities. Just think about forever and ever. That's a long time. Or is it really time at all? Well, I believe there are eight basic events of the end times. And basic is a key word here because I'm not an expert on end times. However, through the scriptures, I see eight basic events that will help us to understand the last days and eternal life forever and ever in heaven. Most theologians believe the Bible says time is coming to an end, and we will enter what is called eternity. Well, this makes sense to me for several reasons. First, God is eternal. Second, from a scientific point, nothing on earth actually disappears. It just transforms. And third, time itself is not a constant. So let's start with number three, time is not a constant. A science channel called Curiosity.com has this to say about time. Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity tells us that gravity is a curve in the fourth dimension of space and time. And there's proof to back him up. What causes the curve is mass. Seriously weighted objects can bend the fabric of space-time. It explains why the planets orbit around the sun. The sun is so incredibly massive, it essentially bends the space around it, pulling into orbit lesser objects like planets nearby. Similarly, with enough mass, an object can even cause an otherwise straight beam of light to curve. That's called gravitational lensing. And it goes on to say that time is not immune to the effects of gravity either. It passes more quickly the less gravity there is, a phenomenon known as gravitational time dilation. On most days, you might not credit gravity with anything more than keeping your feet on the ground, but a gravitational field can also warp time. 
That's gravitational time dilation in a nutshell, and for an example of time dilation in action, we need look no further than the nearest geosynchronous satellite. Even with ultra-precise atomic clocks, these satellites would inevitably wind up a few microseconds fast without correctional programming. This is because massive objects, such as suns and planets, warp time. Yes, time passes a little slower on Earth than it does in orbit. It would pass even slower on the surface of a Jupiter-sized planet and get slower still near a black hole. NASA even purposely misadjusts the clocks before liftoff on space shuttle missions so that the time on the shuttle will sync properly with the time down here on Earth at the Space Center. GPS satellites make similar time adjustments because if they didn't, we would all get lost pretty easily when the calculated location in our car's mapping system comes out wrong. All of this gravitational bending and warping factors into Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity, making us fortunate that the great physicist didn't decide to just mark time at the patent office until he could retire. What an interesting piece of information. It tells us time is not constant. Well, if time is not a constant, then why would it be so strange to think one day time will not exist at all and eternity in heaven would begin? Listen to Revelation chapter 10, verse 6. It says, And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven, and the things that therein are, and the earth, and the things that therein are, and the sea, and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer. Even the phrase end times can have a double meaning. First, it can be the last days or final days of the earth, but secondly, it could be the end of time. The word eschatology is the doctrine of last things. It's what the Bible says about the end times. It is the study of prophetic scriptures about the future. So, in my view, here are the eight basic end time events. First, salvation. Second, the rapture. Third, the tribulation. Fourth, the second coming of Christ and the battle of Armageddon. I put those together. Fifth, the millennium. Sixth, Satan is released then cast into the lake of fire, and seven, the great white throne judgment, and finally eight, eternity. Now, I have a chart that explains this and shows this, and we'll be covering this chart in every session. And if you'd like to have a copy of this chart, you could write to me at Pastor Jim, P-A-S-T-O-R-J-I-M, Pastor Jim, at T-M-H, which stands for The Master's House, T for The, M for Master, H for House, Pastor Jim at TMH, and then the word now, N-O-W, Pastor Jim at TMHnow.org, O-R-G. If you write to me, I have a full document on everything we're going to teach here on the eight basic events of the end times. It's 58 pages in length. Everything that I'll be teaching in these sessions will be there. All of the graphs will be there and everything that I mention. So I have a graph I'd like to show you, so write to me and ask for a copy of this document and I will send it to you for free. Again, that's Pastor Jim at tmhnow.org. So looking at this chart, it shows us from the left to the right that there is time ending in eternity. And then it gives a date or a time frame for each event, which we'll explain as we go through, and then all events, first being salvation, second being the rapture, third being the tribulation, 
fourth being the second coming of Christ and the battle of Armageddon, fifth being the millennium, sixth being Satan's released and then cast into the lake of fire forever, seventh being the great white throne judgment, and eighth being eternity. So now, as you can see, I've placed the eight events in a specific order and also stated a time frame in which they should and will be taking place. I'll be mentioning these so you'll know without looking at the chart, but I sure wish you'd write to me so you can get it also. There are theological arguments concerning the order of these events. Some say the rapture will take place before the tribulation, as shown in my graph. Others say it will take place during the tribulation, and still others say it will take place after the tribulation. Well, these three theological views are expressed as pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib. Pre-trib for before the tribulation, mid-trib for during the tribulation, and post-trib for after the tribulation. Well, I'm a pre-trib or before the tribulation rapture believer simply because I see God as a deliverer. And the scriptures we will study in this series seem to be very clear to me. Now, I mentioned that eternity makes a lot of sense to me for three reasons. First, God is eternal. Second, from a scientific point, nothing on earth actually disappears. It just transforms. And third, time is not a constant. So we've discovered that time is not a constant. We know that. That's number three. But now let me cover why I believe in eternity reason number two, which is from a scientific point, nothing on earth actually disappears. It just transforms. When I was on tour through the city of Jerusalem, we stopped to look at a deep hole in the ground in the middle of a busy market street. It was set up with a small wall and a glass covering so you could not drop anything in or fall in. It seemed to me it was about 20 to 30 feet deep, and at the bottom it looked like a stone street. The guide explained to us that we were looking at the street level during the time of Christ. Well, how did that happen? Well, throughout the years of destruction and rebuilding, and years of dust and dirt piling up, the original city at that particular location had been covered up that deep. This process happens everywhere, even where there are no humans. Think of the woods. Where do the leaves go every year? How about the trees, animals, bugs, and plants? Well, the truth is, things are created every day. New plants and trees grow from seeds of previous plants and trees. New animals and people are born from previous animals and people. And the same goes for bugs, fish, and birds. Humans make amazing things from the minerals and elements of the earth, like houses, cars, buildings, roads, bicycles, watches, airplanes, clothes, and drums. I'm a drummer, so I had to add that. Where do all these things go over hundreds of years of time? Well, how about our trash? What about the rain that falls out of the sky? Well, the truth is, currently, nothing actually disappears. It just transforms. The trees, leaves, and bugs in the woods become dirt. Everything transforms. However, some things faster and some things slower. If you discover a human body that's been buried over hundreds of years, you will only see bones. The bones have deteriorated, but much slower than the skin, hair, and muscles. Where did those parts go? They didn't. They just changed form, or what I call transformed, into something that looks very different. The same is true even for electricity. You may visually see a spark come out of the end of a wire, but where did it go? Well, it just changed. What about water? Well, we still have the same water on the earth that has existed for thousands of years. It just changes and cycles back. And new water is created through new plants, new trees, new animals, and new people. Try burying a log and finding it 20 years later. 
Where did it go? It's still there, but the molecules have changed. Now let's get deep. Humans are not just flesh and blood. We also have a spirit. This spirit is also a substance. This spiritual substance can also be measured. It's much like electricity. Doctors can hook up electrodes to your head and it will make dials move. Put the same electrodes on someone who has died and the dials no longer move. Much like electricity, when we die, the spark of our life does not cease to exist. It just transforms into something we cannot see. And this is what happens to a Christian when they die. Instantly, they are present with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.8 says, We are confident, yes, well-pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Those who are not saved, well, they don't cease to exist either, but they won't be present with the Lord. That's why the first event in my list of the eight events of the end times is salvation. It's the most important one, and we'll start right there tomorrow. Same time, same place, same channel. So tune in and let's learn about the first most important event of the end times, salvation. Don't forget, if you'd like a complete copy of this whole series, write me at Pastor Jim at tmhnow.org. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.